the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. I am Seth Liebson. I see Mr. Uh, young David. I'm sorry. <laughs> young David Dahl in front of me. What, and, what, what's my name? Yes, David Dahl. Uh, Miss Terry in back of him. And we are coming to you live from the 960 Patriot Broadcast Studio, which is brought to you by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for precious metals. Over on Twitter, X Twix. Bill Malugan has posted a video that has been gaining a lot of attention. And by attention, I mean views and reposts from people like you and me. Not attention from people like Joe Biden or his chief of staff, whom, by the way, can anyone name him? And not attention from Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas. The video caption reads this way, quote, Our photographer in Jacumba, California, just witnessed two human smuggling SUVs drop off groups of illegal immigrants who then trot around the border wall and enter the U.S., people from China, Turkey, and India in this group. This is in eastern San Diego County, and there was only one single Border Patrol agent in the area. Close quote. Looks like about 25 young people, late teens, early 20s. Who knows what they will do? This would be about 25 of the more than 10,000 that cross into our country illegally by the day. Who knows what they will do? The numbers coming in per month under Biden rival the numbers that came in per year under Donald Trump. There are a lot of different ways to think about this. I'd like to suggest the following. Adam Carolla was saying the other day that when he was younger, he thought things like drugs and behaviors like prostitution should be legalized. And over lunch one day, he was speaking to a smarter and somewhat older man about all this. The smarter older man changed Adam's mind by saying, well... Forget the harms people talk about with drug use and prostitution for a moment. Just ask yourself, do you want to live in a society or a community where those things are more prevalent? Do you want to live in a society or community that just doesn't care about those things? What do you think your society or community will be like or look like then? And I was thinking about all of that in regard to the illegal immigration crisis we are in just now. Keep all this up, and what do you think our society or community will be or look like? It is a juvenile thought to say our borders don't matter, that sumptuary laws are puritanical. Just ask anyone given the choice to live in a nice neighborhood or a dilapidated one. Why do they make the choice for the former? And we all know in our mind's eye what the latter looks like, don't we? Overgrown and unkempt parks, if there are parks, and undeveloped land, overgrown and unkempt lawns, if there are lawns, broken windows, broken bottles, and strewn beer cans and trash along the streets. Today, you'd also find used syringes, gates on windows that aren't broken, men and women homeless walking those neighborhoods who are broken. We're seeing what kind of community and country that looks like, and it's beyond inchoate. Juvenile thoughts that you can tolerate low behavior and it won't matter, that you can tolerate 
an unprotected border and it won't matter. Juvenile thoughts that lead to juvenile delinquency that leads to adult and communal delinquency. Good word, delinquent. It means the absence of obligation and duty. There's an expression in common use now. I'll clean it up for radio. F-A-F-O. Fool around and find out. Oregon did that recently. Here's the Wall Street Journal today. In 2020, 58% of Oregonians supported Measure 110, which effectively decriminalized drug use, including heroin, oxycodone, and methamphetamine. But an August survey by Emerson College found that 56% of Oregonians now want to repeal the measure. Remember 2020, folks? It was the year when places like Oregon wanted to upset all the apple carts, starting with attacking the police, which was really an attack on laws, all while imprisoning the innocent in the name of a virus. Last week, Oregon Democrats outlined a proposal that would make personal possession a misdemeanor crime and raise the maximum punishment from the current $100 fine to a $1,250 penalty or up to 30 days in jail. In September, even Portland's notoriously left-wing city council passed a ban on public drug use that carries penalties that include a $500 fine or up to six months in jail. Portland's measure can't take effect unless state law changes. The political shift reflects the cost in lives lost and public disorder from drug decriminalization. In 2019, 280 people died of an opioid overdose in Oregon, according to the state's health authority. By 2022, that number rose to 956. In the first six months last year, Oregon recorded 628 fatal opioid overdoses. Open-air drug use and drug dealing are at an all-time high, Portland Police Sergeant Jerry Cioetta told the Oregonian last summer. The federal government recently reported that homelessness in Oregon rose 22.5% between 2020 and 2022. A stroll through Portland's tent cities suggests penalty-free, penalty-free access to drugs is the major contributing factor. As I say, F-A-F-O. As I say, the wages of juvenile thinking that leads to juvenile delinquency that leads to adult delinquency, an absence of duty and obligation. One we have to ourselves, one we have to our community. The adult talking to Corolla as a young man. Sure, but do you want to live in a society like that? By the way, you can do this on many fronts, not just crime and drugs and the border. You can do it, as our current president has also done it, with foreign policy, like enriching and enwealthening Iran. Consider that cost today of turning a bankrupt terrorist state, an enemy of civilization, into a rich one. I was thinking of juvenile thinking as I was recalling an old Bob Dylan song, one the birds made famous, My Back Pages. It's a song about thinking you knew it all as a kid, only to grow older and realize you didn't. I was so much older then, I'm younger than that now. It came out of a speech Bob Dylan gave upon receiving an award in 1963 where he said the following, quote, There's no black and white, left and right, not to me anymore. There's only up and down, and down is very close to the ground. And I'm trying to go up without thinking about anything trivial like politics. I'm thinking about the general people and what happens when they get hurt, close quote. He was reflecting on his juvenile, radical thoughts. 
They can hurt people as we are hurting people now. 1963 is when he gave that speech. And if that line of Dylan's that there's no right or left but only or up and and, and down sounds familiar, you will recognize it more likely from a famous speech the following year known as the speech or the time for choosing speech delivered by one Ronald Reagan on behalf of Barry Goldwater, where Reagan says, quote, you and I are told increasingly we have to choose between right or left. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or a right. There's only an up or down up to man's aged old dream, the ultimate and individual freedom consistent with law and order or down to the ant heap of totalitarianism. And regardless of their sincerity, their humanitarian motives, those who would trade our freedom for security have embarked on this downward course. Who knew Bob Dylan was an unwitting Reagan speechwriter? A lot of people have sung the lyrics of Bob Dylan's. Who knew Reagan was one of them? He did orate some beautiful lyrics, after all. But the larger point... We can destroy this place, that's my thesis, if and when we abandon law and order and sink back downward to juvenile thinking, the kind of thinking that says laws don't matter, or laws that protect society don't matter, or laws that keep our borders safe and secure don't matter, or policies and laws that say Police don't matter. That's juvenile thinking. And it leads to delinquency. And the question is, who wants to live in a community or a society like that? We're finding the answer to that question out just now. I hope we can answer it decisively this November. Because we don't have that much more room or time to keep avoiding the real answer, which is right in front of our eyes. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show, coming to you live from the 960 Patriot Broadcast Studio, which is brought to you by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for precious metals. Listening to Bruce Springsteen coming in, I got to say, um, for those of you that have Netflix, th- do you remember 39 years ago, for people of a certain age, you'll remember this, the We Are the World song and video, Aid for Africa. Do you remember that, folks? 39 years ago, there's a new documentary on Netflix. Bruce Springsteen was in it, and he's in the documentary. New documentary on Netflix about it just landed. I can't say enough about it. It's really good. If you like music, if you like memories of the 80s, um, oh, my gosh. Uh, A lot of great footage, a lot of great interviews with people like Lionel Richie, a little uh, Sheila E., uh, some uh, Cindy Lauper. There was. Do you know what the impetus was? It was uh, was for it, young David. Um, Harry Belafonte said something interesting, and uh, I know we don't always agree with much of what he says, but he said something interesting. Sometimes these truths just come out. He went to Africa, looking at the famine in the eighties, and he came back looking at the charities dedicated to relief work in Africa. You know what he said? I'm quoting Henry Bell, uh, Harry Belafonte. He said, I look at this problem and I see a lot of white people 
helping black people. I don't see a lot of black people helping black people. What a powerful quote. That's a stinging quote. We may want to keep it in mind for other variations on that theme. So he and Quincy Jones and some others got together and they put together We Are the World. Are you familiar with this song at all, young David? No. No. (laughs) Well, during the break, watch the video. It's interesting and it'll give you a sense. Speaking of 80s, if we're a little bleary-eyed. Bleary-eyed. Yeah. (laughs) Young David took me out to an 80s adult beverage and comestible institution last night. (laughs) (laughs) It was a throwback. It was a real honky-tonk. To celebrate Tom Selleck's birthday. Yes. Did you post a picture of it on your Twix account? Uh, It's on our Twix. What's your Twix handle? Twix underscore David underscore doll. You should retweet it. Underscore David underscore doll. Yes. And uh, it was fun. We went to the Dirty Drummer, which has Mm -hmm. great food, and it was a really good time. We and had a great time. I, it, I, first time I saw that place in my life was just last week. Oh, it's a great place. And I place. walked in there, yeah. and the first words out of my mouth were, this place would have been cool in 1986. Which is what makes it cool now. Exactly. Yes. It's the kind of place yes. where all the music was great. to see a cowboy hat. Right. It looks like you could have gotten in a serious bar brawl right. at one point in the past. Right. Right. It looks like a set piece to Urban Cowboy right. or something like that. Right. You know? It, it was fantastic. The food is good. Um, service is fu- fun. The story of it is fun. So I got to meet one of the co-owners, and her dad um, was the original founder of it in 1976. Her dad – I mean, this is how small the world is. Her dad is was – he passed away – was best friends with Hugh Hallman's dad. That's how small a world it is. Um, and uh, in any event, uh, the Dirty Drummer, I have a feeling that that will not be our last time there. No, this is going to become a regular haunt. It's going to be a re- regular haunt. The music was great, too, <laughs> yes, wasn't it? Yes, indeed. We need a little more outlaw country. We had a good time. And they had, I guess, some kind of um, retro, ga- uh, retro, what would you call a sale going on. I had heard rumors, but I didn't know it would be that extensive. So I got you brought me over. You went over and looked and found a 1964, a 60 year old. Just sheer coincidence. Six, there, there are no coincidences. A 60 year old magazine. That Look, was magazine honoring the, the Democratic and Republican yeah. National Conventions right. of 1964, right? In which they were remembering the legacy of the late President Kennedy, as well as anointing Barry Goldwater, the standard bearer of the Republicans in 1964. And what was the headline on the cover of the magazine? It's over on my desk. It's not in there. We'll have to get it during the break. No, I think it was, will Barry Goldwater ruin the Republican Party? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I I saw it, and I said, ah, Seth would like this. Yeah. And it was uh, Look Magazine, which they said had 7,400,000 subscribers. That's an amazing number. Very specific number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The New York Times doesn't even have close to that now. They, they like have a one million or something, but if that. And um, there was an original piece of art in there by Norman Rockwell of there John was. Kennedy. Yeah, uh, he, yes, he, yes. he painted that portrait just for Look Magazine. And it cost 25 cents according to the cover. But they made me pay 10 bucks for it. We did not pay 25 cents no. as much as we haggled. I should have bargained them down. I, well, well why would I want to probably do that? could have. No, it's, it's have. a sin to do that. Dennis Prager has a, um, a favorite – one of his favorite rules in the, in the Talmud. 
one of his favorite rules in the Talmud. Do you know what it is? You can't give someone a fault. You can't give a salesperson a false expectation of sale. So window shopping up to a point is okay, but you can't go in if you have no intention of buying someone. Uh, excuse me, buying something. You can't go into a store, and if you have no intention of buying something, and you know, kind of acting as if you will trying something on, um, you know. That sort of thing. It's a sin because you're giving a false expectation of livelihood. Kind of interesting. And I kind of think that maybe we shouldn't bargain down either. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, so you, I paid you 10 bucks for a commandment if you had bargained. Uh, yeah. So I didn't. It didn't even occur to me. To bargain? No. I, I, until I got home and I thought, yeah. I wonder if I could have gotten it. No, because no one else would buy that, I don't think. No, there was a whole stack of them. But I you, me, and John Shattuck would probably Hugh Holman would buy it. Hugh Holman would buy it. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a customer base for that magazine of like five people. Anyway, um, look, locally owned, um, not a sponsor, don't need us as a sponsor probably, but just put in a good word for them. Good business. It's a great, great, great place. They yeah. even bought you a beverage. Oh please! Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did uh, and it wasn't a Coca Cola. You are criticizing me. All right. What happens if the dirty drummer stays at the dirty drummer? Apparently, yes. Apparently not. All right. We have a lot more to do with you today. Josh Hammer's joining us. Um, He's got a new radio show talking about the law. Boy, after that call yesterday with – who was it? Doug. He's given me a bunch of questions. We've got to talk to Josh Hammer about the law. And uh, Lewis Hallman will be joining us. Hugh's son. Um he will be with us next week because he's still on international travel. Okay, a lot more coming up. And our number, if you want to join us, is uh, 602-508-0960. I need to put in a word for our great event on March 26, Fighting for Freedom. Mike Gallagher, Brandon Tatum, myself, will have others. But uh, you want to come and join us and talk politics, talk election. It's going to be a great event. March 26th, Arizona uh, Arizona Christian University, Fighting for Freedom. Free ticket giveaway. Uh, We'll give away a pair of tickets every Friday if you email young David at ddoll, D-O-L-L, ddoll at SalemPHX.com, ddoll at SalemPHX.com. Just put in FFF or Fighting Object Line. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. John Dombrowski is the founder and president of Grand Canyon Planning Associates. GrandCanyonPlanning.com is his website. He brings us our culture and economy update. John, how are you, sir? Fantastic, Seth. How are you doing? You, do you remember the We Are the World video and song? Remember that with all I the do, artists? yes. 39 yes. years ago. 39 oh years ago. No, I don't, I don't remember that. Okay. No. <laughs> well, I was just talking about there's a new Netflix documentary on it. If you have Netflix, I can't say enough about it. It's well worth watching. I do. Oh, is it worth watching? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Well, really well watch worth it. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Talk to me about – you and I get an email, a um, – a newsletter from uh, Steve Moore, mm-hmm. and he had an interesting piece today about the current uh, administration and its effect on venture capital and business startups. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of interesting. Venture capital deal value has gone down about 52% since 2021. Um, and that has a lot to do with our economy because it's the lifeblood for a lot of startup companies. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you think about a small company uh, that's looking to grow, oftentimes it's difficult for a small company to arrange financing, Mm -hmm. right? Because maybe uh, some of the 
the macro numbers don't match for a, a lender, a mm -hmm. traditional lender. Mm -hmm. uh, so oftentimes you get these uh, investors, venture capitalists that would come in mm -hmm. uh, and uh, possibly take over a portion of the business, ownership in the business or own stock in that company in some fashion or another. Uh, and, and throw an injection of cash into that business. Now, the challenge that we've seen here, though, Seth, over the last, you know, year plus is interest rates, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen these much higher interest rates, which has really stifled any type of uh, venture capital uh, funding. And this is something that many believe in, even in this, uh, this article, um, talking about this, that if interest rates fall, that it's possible we may start to see uh, a resurgence back into these, these venture capital deals. Um, but there's no guarantee of that. I would say is that there's still a lot of money out there mm -hmm. uh, on Wall Street and mm -hmm. people looking for, uh, active, you know, uh, deals to, to put money into. But you're right. It definitely has slowed down over the last uh, year, year and a half. And it's been very noticeable. Even the, uh, the IPOs yep. that normally we would see have been basically non-existent. Uh, until just recently, we saw a couple happen over the last couple weeks. But uh, otherwise, really, uh, there has been a tremendous amount of slowdown. Um, and we're starting to see some type of a recovery there, but you're right. Definitely the current policies, um, that have been implemented and the economic issues that we've been facing over the last couple of years have, have brought us to this point to where, uh, these deals have been really difficult to put together. And there is some stuff on the horizon that could make it worse, he warns, um, especially if taxes on capital gains, yeah. which might go up, uh, if Biden were reelected. Uh, also a new wealth tax on unrealized capital gains mm -hmm. and the higher, <coughs> excuse me, income tax rate, which is being proposed because it's being paid by small business owners and partners, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a difficult one for the uh, small business owner mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. If they were to raise uh, the income tax rates on corporations and on what they perceive to be uh, the wealthy, uh, in many cases, not the case, right? right. We have, uh, you know, small business owners aren't necessarily wealthy, right. uh, and they provide uh, many jobs for uh, individuals out there, which uh, is making it harder and harder for them to be able to survive. And the regulatory environment alone is difficult, but now to add on additional taxes on top of that is really going to make it difficult for those small business owners and for people who would like to take that next step in maybe, uh, you know, growing their business and taking on more expenses and payroll. Um, it's, it's going to be a real challenge if, if indeed these type of taxes would be, uh, you know, implemented. I hope that wouldn't be the case. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, it's important. This election, we talk about yeah. it all the time. And I know yeah. you talk about it all the time. This election is really important yeah. for, for all of America. And we have to make sure that we're, uh, voting for the right candidate here to be able to bring this economy and this country back uh, to a point of greatness. We need to talk, uh, too, maybe next time or uh, in, in the near future, we need to talk, too, a little bit about what these net zero policies uh, are doing to yeah. the agriculture sector as well, because that's something to look out for on the horizon. Thank you, J.D. Appreciate it. You bet. You bet. Uh, Securities and Advisory Services offer the Creative One Securities LLC, a member of Finra and Sipigan, an investment advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC, and Creative One Securities LLC are not affiliated. Check out the website, grandcanyonplanning.com. You can request an appointment right there with me. Talk soon. Bless you, sir. And check out that documentary. Thank you. You'll thank me for it. I will. Okay. Yeah. Be good. Thanks. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, portions of which are brought to you by our friends. 
at the Midas Gold Group, where they um, are telling us that the Federal Reserve note does not belong to you. It belongs to the Federal Reserve Bank, while the federal debt doesn't belong to the Federal Reserve Bank. That does belong to you. This is your wake-up call to what the Midas Gold Group veterans believe the central bank and government are trying to do, a controlled demolition of our current system with a central bank digital currency to take complete and utter control of our transactional freedoms. Protect yourself. Turn this wake-up call into a phone call to veteran-owned Midas Gold Group at 480-360-3000 or go to MidasGoldGroup.com. That's 480-360-3000 or MidasGoldGroup.com. Always faithful, Midas Gold Group. MAGA and proud of it. MidasGoldGroup.com. I'm struggling between going through two New York Times pieces. Yeah, you heard that right. New York Times. And um, one pertinent to the uh, immigration discussion we were talking about in the first segment and with my monologue Um but having just listened to Ed Morrissey's commentary about the United Nations Relief Works Agency, UNRWA, U-N-R-W-A, um, let me give you a little bit of, um, of this piece uh, from the New York Times on it. Last Friday, the U.S. government was presented with an intelligence dossier detailing the involvement of 12 UNRWA employees, seven of them school teachers in the massacre of October 7th. The charges range from kidnapping an Israeli woman to storing rocket-propelled grenades to murdering civilians in a kibbutz. That's UN employees. Awful enough. And the UN rightly moved swiftly to terminate the employment of nine of those identified by the dossier. But that may be the least of it. Intelligence estimates shared with the U.S. conclude that around 1,200 of UNRWA's roughly 12,000 employees in Gaza have links to Hamas or Palestinian Islamic Jihad, and about half have close relatives who belong to the Islamist militant groups. The figures are worth bearing in mind the next time you weigh the credibility of information about Gaza sourced to the UN. Also worth bearing in mind is that this has been going on for years, as Basim Aid of the Palestinian Human Rights Monitoring Group noted, in order for UNRWA to survive, they accept Hamas's conditions because they want to continue their activities. The new revelations were enough for the Biden administration to suspend its funding for the agency, worth nearly $350 million, while it investigates further. As of Tuesday, other major funders, including France, Germany, and Japan, have followed suit. That's a start. But the fundamental problem with the agency isn't that it appears to be infested with terrorists and their sympathizers, or that their salaries are paid by naive foreign donors. It's that UNRWA may be the only agency in the UN system whose central purpose is to perpetuate grievance and conflict. It should be abolished. Think of it this way. The United Nations has two agencies dedicated to the plight of refugees. One, the UN High Commission for Refugees. It's responsible for the well-being of nearly all of the world's more than 30 million refugees with a mandate to help them resettle in third countries if they can't go home. The other is UNRWA, which theoretically operates under the umbrella of the High Commissioner but is really its own organization. No other group of refugees except for Palestinians get their own permanent agency at the UN. Why? 
in part because neighboring Arab countries like Lebanon cruelly refused to absorb Palestinian refugees, refusing them not only citizenship, but also the right to most forms of work. Did you know that? People from Gaza until October 7th, thousands traveled into Israel to work. They can't go to Lebanon to work. In 1991, Kuwait went further by expelling hundreds of thousands of Palestinians in a matter of days because Yasser Arafat supported Saddam Hussein during the Persian Gulf War. Think of that the next time Arab governments profess solidarity with the Palestinian people. As bad as the, cruel, as bad as the cruel, cruelty is the cynicism. The changing borders and independence movements of the post-war era produced millions of refugees, Germans, Indians, Pakistanis, Palestinians, and Jews, including something you never hear about, 800,000 Jews who were kicked out of Arab countries that had been their homes for centuries. Nearly all found new lives in new countries except for Palestinians. They've been kept as perpetual refugees as a means of both delegitimizing Israel and preserving their fantasy that someday their descendants will exercise what they believe is their right of return. It's upon that alleged right that efforts at a comprehensive peace deal have founded. It's also the right that UNRWA's very existence keeps alive. Palestinians should be citizens of the countries in which they live, just as some two million Arabs are in Israel. They should not be cudgels in a never-ending struggle, subsidized from one aggrieved generation to the next by international largesse. Defenders of UNRWA insist that without it, Palestinian civilians will suffer even more. But there is no reason other than international agencies but there is no reason other international agencies can't shoulder the burden of the immediate relief effort for Gazans. In the meantime, the Biden administration and other governments need to ask hard questions, starting with Commissioner General Philippe Lazzarini. To wit, if Lazzarini and his deputies didn't know that UNRWA in Gaza was employing hundreds of Hamas members or sympathizers, what sort of oversight were they exercising? And if they did know, then are they not in part responsible? In either case, gross negligence or complicity, they need to resign now. The Israeli-Palestinian conflict should not be insoluble, but it can't be solved so long as millions of Palestinians have been turned into the world's only permanent refugees. By doing that, UNRWA makes itself the obstacle to peace. Reason enough for it to finally go away. You know, when Daniel Moynihan was the um, ambassador to the United Nations uh, prior to becoming a U.S. senator, he was the uh, ambassador to the United Nations under Gerald Ford, though a Democrat. Um, he wrote a book at his time at the U.N., and he titled it A Dangerous Place. And it was a double entendre because he meant the world is a dangerous place. But he also meant that the U.N., was a dangerous place. The UN is a dangerous place. And I think it is well nigh long past time, long past time, to rethink all our commitments to the United Nations, where our allies are continually condemned and where we are put on an equal vote and equal footing with countries like Russia and China, which is the Communist Party of China. Remember, remember what the price of putting China in the U.N. was. 
The price of putting China in the UN was expelling Taiwan. The UN is indeed a very dangerous place. Portions of this show brought to you by our good friends at Y-Refi. They have an investment in a secure and collateralized portfolio that invests flexibility and control in you. Where you can turn your income on or off, you can compound it, whatever you choose, where there are absolutely no fees and you have peace of mind. There's no attack on principle if you ever need your money back. And, of course, you get a monthly statement with no surprises. With Y-Refi, you can also earn up to, this is the best part, a 10.25% fixed rate of return. And it's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com. Or give them a call at 888-Y-REFI-24. You can also visit them. They're based here locally. Offices are right on Chauncey Lane in North Phoenix. And you won't get a sales pitch or be asked to sign a thing when you go. If you don't, check them out online, investyrefi.com. A few changes to our music today. Yes, young David? We, uh, we're changing our end of our music just a little bit. Don't spoil the surprise. Okay, yes, we are changing it just a little bit. I think we went back about four years. Oh, you do? Don't you? I don't know. Well, the song came out in 1967. Yeah. However, the version we're doing was early 70s. Yeah. And the previous song, the Dolly Parton that everyone knows and loves, is a later 70s song, I want to say. Yeah, but Brother Love Traveling South. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, y- that song also came out in the later 60s yeah. as well. I want to say 68 or 69. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's originally, it was originally a, um, a, a Neil Diamond song, 1969. But for the 60 know. seconds that we are sampling yes. prior and today, yeah. I think we are going back about four years, okay. maybe even more. All right, all right. So the redo. In both cases, they are covers, mm-hmm. interestingly enough. Mm-hmm. They are. Yeah. In both cases, they have female voices. Yeah, but this... In both cases, they are epigrammatic of the times we live in. This group also covered this song before this version was released. Yes. Okay. Very nice. Well, shall we, shall we, shall we tell How them much the time news? do I have left? Four seconds. Huh? Four seconds. Well, we won't do the the whole thing. No, we have a lot more coming up. Josh Hammer coming up to talk about his new radio show and the law and the abuse of the law. All right. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 